Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Movie Place Podcast with Rick and Jeff. I'm Rick. And I'm Jeff. And Jeff, we're continuing our summer series of the best movies of the decade from the 2010s. And in this series, we give you our favorite movies from each year of the decade. And we give you our favorite movies that you may not have heard of. So let's start this off with you, Jeff. What's your favorite movie of 2015? I really loved Inside Out, the Disney Pixar one. Right. Maybe the best Pixar movie? I would put it up there with Wally as my favorite, but God, this is so good. Yeah. I think almost everyone at least has it in their top five. So you can differ. I have Coco as number one personally, but I have no problems if you put Inside Out number one. Oh my god. So, you know the regular Disney formula? What if toys have feelings? What if animals have feelings? Well, here we ask, what if feelings have feelings? It's so meta, dude. But So, it's about a girl named Riley, and her five feelings are represented by manifestations that are humanoid. So, do you think each of those feelings also has feelings? Yeah, but they're primarily characterized by their... <laughs> by their main uh, feeling right yeah and there are only five feelings that humans can have right uh actually basically yes i think paul ekman professor of psychology you might have remembered him as the inspiration for the show lie to me mm-hmm. with tim roth I, everyone watched lie to me right i don't know did they <laughs> i i no, watched definitely it. Not. No, i watched it anyway i actually went through and read ekman's work uh. and a lot of this is it reflects what he said. But yeah, there's a few different feelings. Joy, fear, anger, right. disgust. And they interact pretty well in terms of actual psychology. That's interesting. Does his book mention a puberty feeling? Like uh, the movie? I don't recall. <laughs> but it's really cool because if you look at Paul Ekman's work, there's software that can test your you for micro-expressions. Okay. So they'll show you someone who makes an expression for like a tenth of a second and see if you can instinctively identify what they're feelings and sometimes you can identify Uh, what they're feeling before they themselves can uh, yeah and you can like train yourself to do this it's really cool anyway back to the movie inside out fantastic (laughs) good cast cool animation i just really love the way it was written and it's there are moments that are so powerful and it's not just a kid's movie everyone could enjoy as a matter of fact i think we enjoy it more as adults because we understand our emotions right whereas emotions are just random mysterious involuntary things for kids right and this is shown in the movie because in the ending montage we see a range of emotions through all the different characters including riley and other kids and her parents and other adults and even cats and we see how emotions develop throughout the years and it might be the best message in a Pixar film ever in a series in a franchise that's full of great messages for children. This idea that you don't have to be happy all the time. It's okay to be sad sometimes. In fact, some of your best memories are going to be sad and you should not be afraid to explore those emotions. And in a time where as a country, we're so over-medicated and so overprescribed and so overdiagnosed it's really refreshing to see a movie that tells kids like hey sometimes there's nothing wrong with you sometimes you just need to explore who you are 
And sometimes there is something wrong and it's the end of the world. Speaking of which, Rick, what's your favorite movie of the year? Oh, yeah. So this is a contemporary movie. This, I think, takes place at around December 2016. Of course, I'm talking about Mad Max Fury Road, (laughs) where it's the apocalypse and everyone is traveling in the Australian desert and Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron are trying to survive in this apocalyptic environment. And as the movie directed by George Miller, it's an hour and a half of pure action that never stops, that never takes a breath. And it honestly, I know we talked a lot about best action movies of the decade and we talk about The Raid and John Wick. Well, those probably have the best stunt work of action movies as far as just pure action, pure coordination, and pure set pieces. I don't know how you can't give it to Mad Max and really, truly a masterpiece of practical action, practical effects. This movie got my blood pumping. Oh my God. As I left the theater, I'm like, hey guys, you guys want to go fight someone? <laughs> but yeah, you want to spray chrome on your mouth right? and go fight someone? Witness me! But yeah, it's like it's great. The it, action's so yeah. cool. It's also beautiful and cinematic, and how you can usually, if uh, cinematography is really good, lighting's really good, a black and white movie actually enhances it. And for Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller released a chrome version of the movie that's in grayscale, black and white. And that action really shows all the efforts that went into lighting and how truly beautiful this movie was. Also, there's a guy with the flaming guitar. And that's just <laughs> and a he's cool... Blind. That guy's just... It's just <laughs> such a cool image. Guys, guys, a flaming guitar. It shoots flames. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wonder why he's there sometimes. But that's okay, because it's cool. It doesn't matter. I did not care at all. Yeah, although there are a lot of interesting visual storytelling with this movie, too, because at one point in the movie, you see one of the tactics of the baddies is that they like to swing from poles from car to car and land on other factions' cars. And you see when they fight other factions, they've evolved and adapted to that technique by putting spikes all over their cars. And... Yeah, like if you just see a concept art, it's like, yeah, that looks really cool. That's probably why they did that. It's like, no, that looks really cool. But there's also a storytelling aspect of it. And this movie, this might be the action movie for cinema snobs. Every movie buff I've spoken to about this movie absolutely love it. Yeah, if you don't like this movie, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So going from that, what do you have next, Jeff? I couldn't find a good transition there. It's fine. My favorite obscure movie from 2015 is 99 Homes. No one's ever heard of this. 99 Homes, but but Condo (laughs) anyone? Okay. The premise of this movie is it takes place during the Great Recession, which you all remember quite well. It goes through the foreclosure crisis, and it stars Michael Shannon and Andrew Garfield, and they are... First of all, they're really good at what they do. Absolutely. And it's really well written. And actually, this movie is dedicated to the late Roger Ebert. And it's Andrew Garfield's character 
working with Michael Shannon to foreclose on a bunch of houses. And you see both from the greed of the real estate agents, the greed of the banks, and the turmoil of the people and how it has ruined so many lives. And honestly, I worked in real estate. I did it during the Great Recession. A lot of this stuff is dead on. Like some of the people that had to move into foreclosed homes, they would find, I'm not kidding, a corpse. A corpse swinging there with a note saying, this is your fault. It's just the way the Great Recession ripped apart families and none of the people that caused it were responsible. You're going to feel that in this movie and it's going to make you mad. But this is a really good movie. And at the end, there's a really tense climax and you will not breathe. Hmm. I don't know how to transition from that into my silly comedy movie that I'm going to talk about next. No, the Great Recession affected everyone. Including vampires in New Zealand? Yes, including vampires in New Zealand. Speaking of vampires in New Zealand, (laughs) (laughs) my best obscure movie of 2015 is What We Do in the Shadows, a movie directed by Taika Waititi, who you probably know from Thor Ragnarok and the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder, and a certain movie that Jeff is going to talk about on our next podcast. And it's about three vampires living in modern-day New Zealand, and they're vampires, but they're also roommates and just have roommate problems. If you <laughs> if you ever watch a Taika Waititi movie, you know that they're satirical, they're funny as hell, they're very smart, and there's a lot of emotion and comedy coming from people sitting in a room and talking about their feelings. And you know, because in Thor Ragnarok, he had Thor and Hulk sitting in a room talking about their feelings. And that was one of the best scenes. (laughs) This is, and I'm not joking, this is my go-to movie if a group of friends who have never seen this movie asked me to suggest a movie. So it's a comedy that's weird, that's funny, that gets people invested. And so anytime I'm asked to recommend a movie for a fun movie night, I always put on What We Do in the Shadows, which means I probably watched it over 20 times at this point. I mean, it's a good movie. Watch it 20 times, no problem. It's just... Yeah, this is wonderful. It's lighthearted, it's funny, and it's smart. It's a smart movie. It's a smart movie about vampires that live as flatmates in New Zealand. (laughs) See, what's not to like? (laughs) Remember, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. (laughs) Also, there's a sequel coming out. Uh, Werewolves. 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 (laughs) Also, there's currently a What We Do... In the Shadows TV adaptation on FX, it captures the quirkiness of the movie. Yeah, I hear it's fantastic. I'm definitely going to try to check that out too. Yeah, so especially if you saw and loved Thor Ragnarok, this is naturally the next movie you should see. Watch it right now. By the way, Rick, where can they find us? So we're doing this series of the best movies of each year from the 2010s. And to catch our next episode, you can subscribe to our feed almost everywhere you can find the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, uh, Ralph's Podcasts. Do Albertsons do podcasts? If they do, you'll find us there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so subscribe to our feed. Give us a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Bye.